Hey everyone, welcome to episode 54 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I want to tell you guys about Up For Probiotics, Up For Sponsors, my show. So let's show my sponsor a little bit of love. What do you say? Go to motherhoodinhollywood.com, click on the Up For Probiotics image, picture, whatever you prefer. Click on that and it'll take you right to Up For where you can learn more about their probiotics supplements. Up4 has been making probiotics and only probiotics since 1979. They have a shelf-stable formula. There's no need to refrigerate it. They come in a chewable powder and capsules, uh, so it's easy for anybody to take however you prefer to take it. They also offer these probiotics for different age ranges from kids cubes all the way up to senior citizen. Channing has tried the kids cubes and they have worked wonders on some of her digestive issues. I know for me, when I take my probiotics, I feel healthier, I feel lighter, and I feel more regular, if you know what I'm saying. And I think you do. <laughs> Go right now to up4probiotics.com to check it out. Or you can also find them in your local Target store, you guys. How easy is that? You can find them in the vitamin section at Target and the probiotics, immunity support, and essentials area. Go right now, check it out, up4probiotics. They've been creating a healthier inside since 1979. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey, guys, it's Heather Brooker, if you're nasty. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I felt like I needed a little little Jen Jackson throwback there, but I did embrace it. Love it. You're welcome for it. I have a great show and I know I say that every week because I do. Uh, Welcome to the show where I say the word interesting 15 times in this interview. Uh, My guest today is Katie Barker. Katie is an executive vice president for publicity at CBS television. (laughs) That's right. Uh, She's a BDD, a big damn deal. But what's great about this interview is it it truly was interesting. Like I'm having a hard time even speaking right now because you can hear me in the background going, no way. She's talking about when actors need a publicist and when they don't need a publicist, when actors, uh, what it's like going down the red carpet, how publicists are involved now in the casting process, which is something I don't think a lot of actors are aware of. And uh, just really interesting perspective on a side of the business that I don't think a lot of actors are really keen on. I think they think, oh, I need a publicist. I have a, you know, short film or I want to help promote something, which is great, you know, but I, but what Katie does and and her level of of publicity for um, CBS television is something different and it's a very unique skill And um, she's also a mom, you guys, a mom of two young girls, and she is crushing it. Um, So I'm very excited to share that interview with Katie with you. Really quickly, I want to do a little business. I want to say hello to a few new people that we've got over on Facebook. Motherhood in Hollywood is on Facebook. If you haven't, if you haven't, I'm not drunk, I swear. If you haven't clicked like yet on my Facebook page, uh, page, please do that. I'm getting ahead of myself. I want to say um, hi to Kathleen Quigley Weigel. I hope I'm saying your name right. Susan East, uh, Jackie Stevens, Melanie Clardy. Thank you guys so much for finding Motherhood in Hollywood and uh, clicking like on my Facebook page. I put a lot of fun videos and things like that up there. Um, also on Twitter at MIH Podcast. Um, this week has been an interesting week for me in terms of acting stuff just because I had a couple of really big commercial auditions and I had was I got callbacks for both of them, which was great. And if you, you know, you know, if you've listened to the show at all, you know, I don't really talk about commercial auditions that much because I don't really get commercial auditions that much. It's kind of funny because people always say, oh, you look like you should do commercials, but I don't, I just, I don't know what it is about my face, but nobody, 
nobody's nobody's interested. Um, anyway, so I had, but I had a couple of great commercial opportunities this week. They didn't work out. Um, and then I got some great news about an event coming up that, um, I get to go to, I'm not going to tell you yet. You'll have to watch for me, uh, my Facebook page or my tweeting about it. And, um, I got the opportunity to sing on a new Disney pilot presentation. Um, let me make sure I clarify that it was a pilot presentation. Everyone calm down, but it was, uh, for an animated thing. So it's been a week of like ups and downs and, you know, there was one day that I could, I knew I couldn't get everything in and I wasn't going to be able to get everything in that I needed to get done and still take care of Channing. And there's no worse feeling in the world as a mom when you're late picking your child up from, I'm sure there's, you know, terrible feelings. Don't everyone get mad, but there's, I was late picking her up from preschool by like three hours she was the only kid left there. She looked so sad <laughs> by herself in the room. I was stuck in some horrendous traffic coming back from Santa Monica because that seems to be where everybody wants to audition. And I just felt terrible. Like I'm failing. I'm failing at my auditions. I'm failing at parenting. You know, my poor kid is here all by herself. And the teacher was really nice about it. I was like, it's okay, you know, and... I just like burst into tears in the car because I was like, I don't know how much longer I can do this juggling act between all of the things that I want to do as an actress, all the things I want to do as a writer for, you know, and for the podcast. And then also balancing my time with Channing and making sure I'm being a good mom and being present with her. It's, it's a lot. I've taken on a, a lot more than I probably can handle. So Um, anyway, I'm just venting a little bit because I hope I'm not the only one who feels this way. Sometimes you just feel like it's an, an insurmountable odds being in Hollywood and being in the entertainment business. But anyway, Hey, you know what? feels good to talk about it. Thanks guys. (laughs) feels good to let it out. I do appreciate, um, all of the nice encouraging things everybody, uh, put on my Instagram and on my Facebook about it. And I got some really great text from some friends of mine who are very supportive. So thank you guys so much for doing that. You have no idea how much it means as a mom to hear other people say, no, you're doing a great job. Like hang in there. And that's what I'm going to do guys. I'm going to hang in there. Damn it. Cause I've got dreams. Dreams, damn it. Uh, all right, so that's pretty much it. I'm excited for the movie Bad Moms that's coming out. Moms, are you guys looking forward to that? Are you guys going to go see it? Are you mad that it was written by two dudes? Uh, I'd love to hear from you and let me know what you guys think about that. Um, I want to take Channing to go see Ghostbusters next week, but I don't know if it's um, if there's going to be a lot of swears, you know, or if it's going to be inappropriate. If it's like the first one, she loves it. My three-year-old loves Ghostbusters. I know that's weird, but she's into it and she totally loves it. So I don't know. I may go take her to see Ghostbusters. A lot of great movies out right now. I personally am feeling a little withdrawal from Game of Thrones and from Outlander. I can't wait another like year for Outlander and another like year and a half for Game of Thrones to come back. I just can't. I can't do it. I need these people to step up the production schedule. We fans, we got needs. Speaking of fans, I'm going to be going to Comic-Con next week. What, what? I'm so excited. I'm going to totally let my geek flag fly with my girls from Booze and Phasers, the other podcast that I do all about Star Trek. We're totally going to get nerdy. We're going to wear nerd shirts, and we're going to talk about all things geek, and I can't wait to do it. Um, So be on the lookout for my updates and fun things from there. And if you guys are there, tweet me and send me your pictures. I'd love to see them. If anybody gets to go to Comic-Con, if you're you're a geek mom like me and you're into that, I'd love to uh, I'd love to see your pics, mans. Okay, guys, so that's it for my mommy monologue. I'm going to wrap it up because I'm dying for you to hear this interview from Katie Barker. She is the Executive Vice President for Publicity at CBS Television Network. Here you go. I agree with you. I am so intimidated by karaoke out here, but I love it. I, I like to watch it. 
Really? But I like to do it like in other cities. Like if we are on vacation somewhere and they mm-hmm. have karaoke, I'm like, let's do karaoke. Yeah. Or a dive bar here. But most places that you go here, I feel like everyone you're going up against is like, there might be a casting director in the audience. <laughs> so true. Like what's that place in Burbank? Is it Sardo's? Or Sar- I think it's Sardo's. Sardis or something like that? Yeah, that is one where I swear people think they're going to be discovered. 100%. I used to um, go there for, they had like a rock man karaoke night and um where you could play rock band and sing okay, so that i might be okay right yeah. it, it sounded i was like okay so this is a nice medium where you could still get up and have your time to shine but you don't necessarily feel like you have the pressure of oh my god what if i get discovered i think it because it happened to a couple of people like in the 80s maybe or in the 90s like a couple of kit child stars were discovered at some karaoke bar in burbank now everybody goes there yeah exactly um so hi welcome to the show katie hello hello um do you prefer katie Catherine? katie Kat? katie is yeah <laughs> Yeah, my real name's Kathleen, and it's still at at doctor's offices, and they constantly have to be like, Kathleen? Kathleen. Oh, that's me. (laughs) Oh, that's my (laughs) name. They're talking about me. Um, What are you going to the doctor for? Why are you sick? No. (laughs) Just kidding. I actually need to go to the doctor, I'm sure. Yeah. It's all about the kids' appointments. It's not about me Oh, my gosh. Yes. I'm like, when did I last go to the doctor? (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day, too. I was like, I'm getting to be of a certain age, if you will. And I'm like, I should probably go have my business checked out. Yeah, like it's I been need a while. to as well. It's been a long time. Yeah, I just feel like as since I became a mom, I just don't care anymore. I'm like, whatever, everything's fine. I'm just surviving. There is a doctor they, on wheels at our lot, and I and I went to them last time I was sick, and I was like, this like is in a co- mobile van, in a mobile van, oh. and it was pretty much perfect for me and so i asked her i was like do you do everything here and she's like yep we'll do all exams i'm like you might be my new doctor and she's what? like some women are not okay with like the you know the women's exam here i'm like i don't care it's about 30 feet from my office that's <laughs> amazing so it's like an art like a mobile doctor's office mm-hmm. on the studio lot and it's ucla doctors how interesting why do they do that on the lot because I, I feel like I honestly people who work on a movie lot probably have access to medical care right? I think because we have no time because we all work just so oh, many hours yeah. so it just simplifies it they come to you and you can get your flu shot that you can get sense. your physical all of that good stuff that's cholesterol checked yeah yeah there was a long line when that. I was there too it was pretty it was pretty incredible I was like for earlier this year I don't know if you saw but I was like I'm gonna lose weight I'm gonna get healthy and Heather I came with me that. to go tap dancing and I was like I can do it and then I met my goal and I was like fuck I just want to eat <laughs> <laughs> I just literally was like, ah, rah, rah, rah. I turned into a total cookie monster and I've completely slacked off. And now I feel really bad because I um, set out this goal and was like, I'm going to do it. And now I've just destroyed it again. I um, It's a constant struggle. My second daughter had all these crazy allergies when she was born. I don't know if Heather told you. And uh, she, she, at six weeks, she was, this is kind of personal, she was pooping blood. Not oh, good. Oh, dear, yeah. And so they're like, she's allergic to something, but we don't know what it is. So you have food? two options. Were they thinking food. it was food, really? It's food. And they're like, you've got two options at six weeks where to go to specialists. They're like, you can either decide that you will breastfeed for a year and mm-hmm. like be dedicated to it now, and we're going to give you some foods you can't eat. Or we can switch this super expensive formula. Yeah. Uh, but you have to switch early because they hate it so much that if you try to switch it like four <clears throat> months, they're going to go on a hunger strike. Whoa. I was like, oh, well, let me see the formula. It was super expensive. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm I was sure. Like, you know, I'll try to dedicate. What can I not eat? Yeah. And so that told me no wheat, no eggs, no dairy, no soy, no nuts, no fish, and no corn and no derivatives for four to five months. Oh, my gosh. And then after that, it was no wheat, no dairy. Do they think she had a gluten sensitive they, sensitivity? Or? Because she's so young and they couldn't test Celiac it six or? weeks. They're like, the best thing is just to mm. rule everything out. And that'll be her best way of growing out of it. Whoa. And then we'll slowly seed some stuff back in at like six months, then nine months, then a year. And now she's like... 14 months and she's it's dairy and eggs we can't do dairy either yeah. we, she can do oh. eggs but she can't do like regular milk Channing yeah. can't have regular milk or like she can have a little bit of cheese like if i put a little cheese on like a hamburger Same or something with small amounts small amounts Large but amounts, otherwise so good forget about it it's just it's epic poops for yeah. days exactly um and i have found it's been a real challenge to avoid 
anything snack related because oh. you have Cheez-Its, you have cheesy crackers, goldfish have powdered cheese on them. So I used to not be able to give her any of that stuff. I can give her a little bit now, but oh, I never thought about the whole goldfish situation. Yeah. Goldfish. <laughs> I give her goldfish all the time. Yeah. Huh. I, know, I know. You have to huh. like think everything has some kind of milk product oh, or yeah. something in it and finding healthy snacks for a child with any kind of dairy sensitivity is ridiculous because people just hand their kids string cheese. Yeah. Channing is also, uh, has an allergy to bananas. And I'm like, really? You couldn't have picked the two easiest snacks easiest ever. Easiest snacks ever. But like bananas make her face bright red and she gets a big rash on her butt. Oh and the doctor was like, she'll probably outgrow it by the time she's like five or six. And I was like, perfect. Oh. So no bananas and no like straight up cheese oh or milk. So we well, do rice milk. I went for, for, so for that whole time without eating those foods and oh I lost God. so much weight and was like, Did this you? is kind of, this is a nice little byproduct to this. Interesting. But then as soon as I could eat it, it was like, give me gummy candies. I couldn't have, couldn't have gummy candies. There was wow. corn in it and corn syrup and it couldn't have anything with corn syrup. In but that. you know what though? That's really interesting. What a unique what a great testament mm-hmm. to that kind of dieting and that kind of eating yeah I was not working out at all so now I'm working out wow. and you know eating gummy foods oh that's <laughs> fascinating <laughs> all, just give me all the gummy there, foods there was about a month period where I was like ice cream and cheese and this and that but I kept making myself sick because I hadn't had it for so long oh I had like my given myself an allergy practically oh, um, wow. but I, I do credit my younger daughter for probably saving our lives because now I make food yeah. And uh, everything's a little bit healthier in our house. Um, do you find you have time to cook? Are you a mom that is... I am now a meal planner as meal much planner. as possible. Like yeah. That's like my only way to get it through is I have to meal plan um, in advance, especially on, if I can do it on Sundays. Mm-hmm. I'm not like the crazy one that has like their entire kitchen counter and everything's like in those beautiful Prepped little those containers. Beautiful little bento box if, containers. Oh, if I could be one of those people, I'd be amazing. I love the idea of it. I love the idea of it. I look at, I look at my Pinterest and I'm on Pinterest. F everybody who says, you know, <sighs> they don't like Pinterest. I'm on it. I think it's great. I can't do any of it, I'm, but I think it's great for people who do. I'm on it, and I'm often a Pinterest fail mom. Like, because yeah, I'm like, one of those moms I mean. that I'm like, I'm totally going to do this. This looks amazing. <laughs> it's three easy steps and seven ingredients. What could go what wrong? What could go wrong? And then I look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's a Pinterest fail. There's, yeah. <laughs> There's lots of things that I've done like that, too, where I'm like, oh, man. I just, I am I I'm applaud the women who can do Pinteresty things. Yeah. It's just not for me. I just don't, I don't, I personally don't think I have the time to be the ideal Pinterest mom yeah. at this moment. Well, I think that the women who are Pinterest really good at Pinterest, like that's what they do. Like that's, that's what, they what they're good at. They set up their photo shoots for their pre and post and during Pinterest process. And yes. that's what they do. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk to you about your job. Yes. You are in publicity. I am. For CBS. Correct. So when you, what shows do you work on first? So I currently work on NCIS, Mm -hmm. NCIS Los Angeles, NCIS New Orleans, and this upcoming comedy called The Great Indoors. Why are there so many NCISs? (laughs) (laughs) Because we're amazing. Uh, I've been on the original, this is, I'm going into my 12th season on that show. The show is going into its 14th, but for me it'll be its 12th. And, um, you know, obviously if we knew exactly what made NCIS the perfection that it is and so popular, we would put that onto every show, but it's just not possible. I I think from all my years, I I really do feel like America and actor audiences worldwide, they'd like to have something that is, has a beginning, middle and an end. Mm -hmm. And in the end, our good guys win. We have a bad guy in the beginning, and in right. the end, the good guys win. Right. And I, I think there's something about that, that at the end of the day, um, you love to just see, and it just kind of sends mm-hmm. you to bed on a happy note. Yeah. Um, and we've also created these, we always call them our families, but the agents are these incredible families that you kind of get to know over the years, and our writers do such a great job of... Um, slowly seeding these little character traits and backstories that mm-hmm. really draw people in and keep them coming back. And So it's the stories behind the main story mm-hmm. that people are enjoying. Yeah, people love the B story, especially like the love elements. Oh, yes. But the bromances when it's the close friendships. But um, And then they just love the case, the simplicity of the fact that there will be an answer at the end. Yeah. Um, um, I want to ask you, because most people, when they move out to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. they have stars in their eyes. They want to be an actor. They want to <laughs> be on the TV, on the big screen. Was that your plan when you moved out to L.A.? 
or we no. have you always wanted to be in publicity? I actually, ironically, I, I was a theater minor, mm-hmm. um, and I have done acting, and I loved it. But there was some point in college when I realized I did not have the drive to experience failure mm-hmm. over and over again. Which I think you have to have the ability as yeah. an actress to know that many times, one, you're going to be judged. It's just it's the nature of the business. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to judge you. Um, and then you're also going to experience a lot of failure, whether you're successful or not, because you're always going to be going out for roles that you're not going to get, that you're going to, you need to set your sights on and get excited for. Um, and something clicked in college where I was like, I don't know that I have that in me. Like I want success early on. And, um, and so that's when I started looking at careers that I could work alongside Hollywood Mm -hmm. and be a part of it. But I wanted, I wanted to find my own path of success that wasn't necessarily acting. Uh, and, but I did major in PR. I found public relations. Yeah. I didn't know it existed, uh, to what I'm doing now Mm -hmm. because I went to school in Washington and they didn't, there was not a lot of focus on entertainment PR. It was mostly healthcare and tech related. It wasn't, um, oh, for a second I was thinking Washington DC. I was like, it wasn't politics. No, I was like, that's weird. No one talks about healthcare there. Yeah. Um, that's so interesting to me because whenever somebody says they moved to LA and they're not doing something that's acting, I'm always like, "Mm, come on now. Uh, why wouldn't you want to be an actor? Everybody wants to be an actor, but I love that there are people who have found their passion and their talents in other areas and they're not all all trying to be in front of the camera. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, exactly. Exactly. And I, I love how a television publicist, what I do now is so different than what I did five years ago. It's, oh, really? it's just constantly evolving, evolving. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I love the fact that I, you know, I'm reading scripts every single week and I'm getting them in advance. And for the shows that I've got these long-term relationships on, we're actually working really closely with the executive producers and we have a relationship with the writers and that's so cool. You know, sometimes casting will even say like, what do you think of this person? Like you just really become involved in the brand that's that is so that show. That's so interesting. Why do you, why do they have you read the scripts or, or is it so you can like promote yeah, so a storyline? I will read thing? a script the second it comes out or I'll go to a table read. Okay. Both. I mean, typically by the time, an episode films I've read the script at least once sometimes three times depending on what's wow. happening in the script because I want to make sure I fully understand it if it's something we're getting a lot of press on I'll read the script three times to make sure I know it um, but we read it to isolate what day should we send a photographer to go cover scenes oh. what what's what time should we send like entertainment tonight to come is there something that entertainment tonight would want to come what about EW what if, is there something we could do with BuzzFeed here or motherhood in Hollywood or whatever motherhood in Hollywood. <laughs> or, that's so interesting yeah, I so, didn't even think about that so we're isolating all those things we also might be pinpointing like hmm there's such this fun social element that's coming up in this episode let's talk to so-and-so actor to make sure that while they're filming like let's say let's just say randomly one of the actors has to is going undercover and will have be trying on 15 different outfits to figure out which undercover one they should wear well we may say while you're filming that take a whole bunch of selfies of you're doing it and then we'll turn that into a social element do you do the social for the actors or do most of the actors on the shows do their own? all of my actors do their own social but we'll help provide assets and like talking points for it so we'll okay. say like hey you know you're fine to do this do you want this what well, we have this photo of you yeah um, here's an exclusive clip, here's a promo. So we'll give them things that we know that they like, um, and we'll also warn them of don't tweet this, don't post this on Instagram, this is a spoiler. Yeah. Um, so we'll guide them, but they all do it on their own. How interesting. I'm just fascinated by all of this because I think I, I think as an actor, for me anyway, at the level I'm at, I just walk in and I'm like, Hope I get the part. Go in. If I get it, I say my couple of lines and then I go. Nobody from publicity gives a rat's <laughs> patoot about talking to me. They're like, who's this bitch? Um, so I think that's so interesting once the actors become regulars and they get to that certain level that mm-hmm. you really have to become like handhold them a little bit and become close to them in order to help them get the word out about the show and publicity and all of that. But even the level you're in right now, it's, it's always good to have a social footprint and to be aware mm-hmm. that people like the publicists and the casting directors like when someone is coming up for a role we will search your name right away to see what comes up mm-hmm. um and to see if there are certain strengths in in your social channels even for like a really small role if you have a role if it's probably under five lines then no okay um but if you let's say if you were cast on one of my shows playing a mom mm-hmm. and I, saw, I was like oh 
She was a mother in Hollywood. We should see if we could give her a clip or a little tidbit of when she's on the scene to help promote, uh, to help promote oh, and have her put it in, the, in that week's podcast. So if it's a little bit larger of a role that we'll, we'll look. Do you think that that is the norm for most shows or do you think that's specifically what you guys do at CBS for your shows? Um, I think that's what's becoming more and more the more the norm, norm is mm-hmm. that social media has become such a beast. It's huge. That I think we're becoming more and more aware of what someone's footprint is and how we can utilize that to reach a new fan base. I have been talking about this on my show for such a long time in telling people, everybody I have on, we talk about your social media presence, your online presence, creating a web series, getting out there, creating something online to say, especially as an actor, Hey, look, I'm working, I'm, um, I have fans, I have followers, I have an influence of sorts mm-hmm. in order to make yourselves more appealing to like producers and directors. But one thing I never thought about is publicity. The, mm-hmm. the PR team who's also probably looking at that and going, hey, this Heather chick, you know, has a great following of, you know, whatever. Um, that's so interesting to me. I know I've said interesting like 500 times, <laughs> but I'm just fascinated with this. I've been, I've been really looking forward to having you come over um, so I could ask you all of my my publicity questions. <laughs> um, so let me ask you then, when do you think an actor needs to get a publicist? It needs to get a publicist. I think it varies per actor. Um, they're expensive. So yeah. I always warn my actors, be cautious about hiring someone too early because it is a lot of money. Um, if you're coming on to a show as a recurring guest star and it's going to be a nice a nice storyline, then you may want to have someone for that if it's going to be something solid. Um, but generally, you're looking at a couple grand a month, mm-hmm. and that's a lot to well, offset You're talking that. about like what a... a, a Personal, personal publicist, publicist versus a studio publicist mm-hmm. which so is i'm a i'm a network publicist so network. we we come for free <laughs> um and if you are like I, I tell everyone like there's publicists on every show that you're on every film that you're on all of that so if you if you have a a decent size arc and you're passionate about it and you have social channels and you happen to see or hear about the publicist on set because we are on set mm-hmm. a fair amount introduce yourself say hi let them know that you guys are active on social media and see if like you can obtain a photo from from your role and you can promote it just because it gets yourself out there a little bit more and you never know they may have something um but for my series regulars it's kind of split uh for the ones that i've worked with for a long time obviously if they're number one in the call sheet it's it's pretty much a given they usually have a publicist but number two three four five it's not always a given if they are a female and can get booked doing a lot of kind of fashion spreads it might be or or they want to go to events and get their name out there by like walking red carpets Mm -hmm. then that might be worth it to have a a personal publicist because they're going to pitch that whereas network and studio person is not always us we will sometimes pick that up yeah um like i i oftentimes like a couple of my actors have launched books and i've worked on their book campaigns Mm -hmm. because they don't have a personal or they're doing a big charity event. We'll help work with that charity event. Because to get ultimately promotion. everything is good for your, the show, mm-hmm. right? All the good publicity. Mm-hmm. So good we'll keep show. reaching further uh, to a certain, to as much as we can until we kind of so run you, out of time. So if an actor comes into this town and they're like, hey, I just did like this little short film, you know, do they need a publicist? Probably not. Probably not. No. You're going to first want someone that's going to get that short film into festivals. Right. You want to spend your money there. Yeah. Someone who can get that short film placed or get it on the right website. Um, your money's going to be better off spent. And why there. Why do you think publicists are so expensive? Is it because of the doors they open and career? Because I personally think careers have been launched and set because they've had a good publicist. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. People um, have good publicists. I think is when you time it just right. Mm-hmm. So you you do become, let's say, a series regular. Let, let's take, for, exa- for example, my new comedy, Great Indoors. I have a couple people on that show that are not as well known, but they're going to be on a CBS comedy that's following the Big Bang Theory. Huge. It's a hysterical comedy. This cast is so unbelievable. Joel talented. McHale is in it. Joel McHale's in it. Stephen so Fry. So already it's going to be fantastic. I mean, I just know it's going to be great because yeah. he's so great. There's um, an actress that we have named Christine Coe that I, I already am like, someone, everyone's going to know her name in like a year because this girl is so talented. So she now has a publicist and it's a great time for her because 
she's beautiful she's smart she's funny um and so this will be a great time for her to kind of jump in get as many like solo features as possible as well get in there and like you know us weekly what's in my bag like do that kind of stuff that just brands you a little bit more like I don't even think about stuff like that because I think when you're reading you know us weekly they're just like us I, most people don't know there's probably a publicist uh-huh. or somebody that was like, hey, you know. It uh, is seriously frightening, but if you think about it, a publicist is behind almost everything, everything. that you read or watch mm-hmm. unless it is the weather <laughs> or an act of God. <laughs> but, I, I mean, even, like, those little health news reports of, like, oh, you know, this week we're spotlighting this shake to drink. That mm-hmm. was a publicist that pitched that shake. Oh, 100%. Like, everything is backed generally by a publicist. Occasionally, a producer will see something on their own and be like, oh, I really like this thing, so let's do something on it. But a lot of times, it's a publicist that's like, hey, guess what? I got something I want to talk to you about. It's amazing the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes and what publicists can do. I'm going to get right back to this interview with Katie in just a moment, but I want to stop for a second do a little publicity of my own. Hey, and talk to you guys about my sponsors, uh, the people that are helping keep motherhood in Hollywood going. And that is up for probiotics. If you can take a minute, go to motherhoodandhollywood.com, Click on the up for probiotics ad. It'll take you right to their site and you can learn more about the super strain that up for has trademarked. It has over 40 years of clinical research behind it. And it's one of the few strains studied to be beneficial for people of all ages. As a matter of fact, we We've used the kids cubes for Channing and they have an adult formula, a women's formula. They even have a senior formula for ages 55 and over. So if you're curious about digestive health and immunity support and those types of things, go to up for probiotics, check it out. Also, Hey, if when you're in your next uh, target trip, when you're on your next target trip, head on over to the vitamin section. You'll find up for there. What an easy way to pick up your probiotics and take them home and get started on creating a healthier inside. That's what up for has been doing since 1979. Oh my God. That's so fat. And I think I know that. I think ultimately I know that just like I know everything the Kardashians do is 100% planned and prepared by Mm -hmm. a very powerful publicist and PR team. Mm -hmm. I get it. But I forget sometimes when I'm just looking at my little magazine, you know, at the little blurbs or whatever like that, that that was probably a publicist that pitched it to try Mm -hmm. to get their client's name in or even on every entertainment tonight. Sometimes it's not a personal publicist. Sometimes it's, you know, that you'll see in the sections in some of the magazines of like who was seen at this restaurant or whatever. Yes. Then that's the restaurant publicist who saw the person ate there and and is pitching it. So the restaurant's getting, it's like, it's not always. Who can we trust, Katie? (laughs) What can we trust? The weatherman? (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so, I mean, I forget too, like, like, oh, fudge um, in West Hollywood. They have a public. They have a publicity team, mm. a total PR they team. They did a great job. Yeah, because they they've got like celebrities coming in and out, and mm-hmm. they're always in like publications talking about who the latest celeb was that was eating lunch or whatever. In there, mm-hmm. <gasps> that's so fascinating. Um, so when you let's say when you get a new actor that's on a show or kind of green, I don't want to say green because if they're you know um, on a network show, I'm hoping they're not that green. Sometimes they are. Really, sometimes they are. Which I've had a couple of who me. got really you know got lucky and wow. just got the right audition and they are talented and what and do you got do, in there. Um, with these actors? Like, what is the one thing that you have to kind of coach them on the most when you're going down the red carpet? Cause you know, not everybody is as fabulous as I am down the red carpet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Although in reality, I would be a total dweeb. I would be standing there grinning from ear to ear with like my hands on my hips, cheerleader style. It would be so horrible. I, I think on the red carpet, you know, have some ideas in your mind of what you want to talk about. So you're not too long winded, but don't plan it out so much that you don't have a conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think sometimes people fail to have a conversation with the person that's standing right in front of on the red carpet. And it's hard because those red carpets are generally hot. They're crowded. You're, you're honestly being pushed by people from behind, pushed from people from the left, right? People are the now with press. I mean, gosh, they jam so many of them into a red carpet. So you're kind of like, am I on your camera or is the press person (laughs) next to you filming me? Because I honestly can't. Can't tell. And sometimes a couple of outlets will be filming them at the same time so the same in case time. they give a soundbite to the other, you know, outlet that they want to use. And sometimes they have no signage on them. So you're like, I honestly have no with? clue what outlet I'm talking to. And right that's now. what you do, though. You can walk ahead of them and go, who are you with? Who are you with? 
who would you like to talk to? Yeah. Which is sometimes, I mean, I used to do red carpet press do you a like lot it? more often. I don't. Um, <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I, I know. I don't love red carpet press because it's, it's extremely stressful. I understand the game that the producers are in. They, you know, they are trying to fill if it's something like an entertainment tonight, yeah, you know, the, they're going to have like three yeah. minutes of, of content that they're trying to fill. And there's right. like, you know, 45 actors that are coming down. So you may have someone who you know and you love is going to be really offended if E.T. doesn't talk to them. Oh. But at the same time, you know that E.T. is not going to have room for them. Exactly. So it's like that battle of friendships. Like, you know, I know the actress and I yeah. want to help them. But I also know the E.T. producer. I don't want to waste their time. And I see that, you know, Johnny Depp is coming up behind me. Like, clearly that's what they're trying <laughs> to go for. So... Um, Johnny Depp trumps everyone. <laughs> See, this is why I I personally am fascinated with PR people who don't want to have their guests on my, or their clients on my show because I'm offering sometimes I'm like, hey, it's more than a three-minute soundbite mm-hmm. or it's more than a two-minute segment. They can come on my show and really talk to their fans and tell us what they're all about. They might be afraid that they'll hang themselves. That's true, too. Because yeah. like some of them excel in three minutes but would – um, choke in an hour in an hour see that's another thing I didn't think about too part of it too is I think that probably because you know they ignore me because motherhood in Hollywood is not a huge podcast mm-hmm. and you know and they don't know me and it would just maybe it'd be a little weird but and I think podcasts as much as they are becoming they're more becoming so, well known yeah. um they're still new you know they're mm-hmm. still it's same with social media sometimes we'll do like you know takeovers and yeah, yeah. When we first did, we actually did something on um, for NCSLA on Instagram when people were like, Insta what? Like, it was incredible. Like, no yeah. one knew what Instagram was. It was right when they were starting. And we did this awesome campaign. And that cast is just, I, they're just incredible. Like, I can't say enough about that entire cast and crew yeah. and the producers. And so they were all gung-ho to do this, even though it was not something that was um, fully established. And we're like, look, it's this is something new. It's social it's media. Be huge. It, it should be very successful. But even if it's not, like, that's the beauty of social media is even if it's not successful, then what? It's like it's a tree falling in the woods. You just don't right. hear anything. It's not like it's detrimental unless you say something offensive. Right. Uh, but for the most part, a non-successful social media thing is just something that didn't move the needle. That's it. You're not really wasting too much time or energy. It's just trying. Yeah, and I think that's um, sort of been my kind of experiment too with this is that there's some things I do where I'm like, I'm just going to put this out there. I'll put this like silly quote or this blog post or, you know, whatever out there and see how it go- how it goes. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't do anything and I get no traction on it. And then sometimes people, are, it really resonates with them. Like I wrote about kegels a few <laughs> few weeks ago <laughs> because i seriously pee my pants all the time and it's i'm like ter- no one so tells terrible. you that before you have a baby that you will lose some of your bladder control it's so terrible <laughs> there's so many things nobody tells you no, there's so many things so i was like i had this story where i peed my pants and i wrote about it and it like people were sharing it like crazy on my blog and i'm like oh that's fun you want to hear about my um my bladder problems (laughs) maybe I'll write more about that but that's why it's so interesting to me on this podcast why some um there was actually a PR lady who was like well what's your reach because I had uh, messaged her like about her client and she was like well what's your reach and I was like well it's this is this I have a media kit I sent her my media kit and she was like no thanks (laughs) just straight up was like no thanks and I was like oh well that's kind of a bummer like it could be a really fun thing but whatever it's my own personal like insecurities coming out I guess I'm like tough I'm fun um I'm really it's a good time but I see what you mean by maybe people are worried that their actors will say too much say too much or not not maybe not their format not their strength yeah Um, because the goal is when you have someone is place them in the media where they have their most strength Mm -hmm. um and a, a podcast format is not great for everyone it's not no I can totally see that yeah Yeah, if you're not if you have someone who's I've had a like one or two guests on here that were and I won't say who because I want everyone to download (laughs) all my episodes but that would literally like one or two answers to my questions and I'm like this is painful it's painful you're killing me and then I start like nervous talking and I'm like oh my god this is gonna be weird and you run out of questions and I run out of questions (laughs) um what is the number one thing the number one mistake you think actors are making when it comes to their own image Hmm. maybe not knowing we all have our brand Mm -hmm. um and not knowing what their brand is because if you are faking it too much um you can only fake your own brand for so long 
and you're going like, to have missteps. For example, I'm, there, I'm sort of immersed in the mom world because mm-hmm. I'm naming my show is Motherhood in Hollywood and I'm not a mommy blogger, but I kind of get thrown, lumped into that, which is great. I see a lot of moms who are like the perfect mom. Mm-hmm. Like, look how great and perfect and lovely my world is and they never have any you know, real moments or their real moments are perfectly staged. They're the Pinterest moms. Oh, the Pinterest moms. <laughs> yeah. All the Pinterest moms. Um, so that to me is a brand that, it, that when you say faking it, that's what I think of is yeah. people faking their brand. And, and so I think some, uh, I think we're all guilty of it with social media sure. where we only post our positive. And right. I think sometimes that can happen too with, with when you're doing more media is that, you're going to eventually kind of have a conversation with someone like a podcast. You're going to sit down and you're going to open up and you're gonna have a conversation. And if for so long you've been really stuck to talking points and I'm going to be this person and this is how I'm going to portray myself, like almost acting you when press is not acting, it's you. Yeah. Um, I think you can get in trouble there because then you, um, you're not being real. And I think the most successful people with media is that they show a little bit of who they are. You don't need to open up and say everything. You don't need to reveal right. every single like aspect. I mean, right. you can. Right. Some people right. will. But have a little bit of who you are as a real person come out in your in your publicity so that you have that one connection. Mm-hmm. And two, you can be more comfortable and enjoy it. Uh, because as people see how comfortable you are, you're just going to open more doors and more opportunities. And I think it probably makes them more appealing to, to yeah. fans. Who on your shows is really good at that? Uh, Michael Weatherly. Oh my God, he's so dreamy. He's so he's so fantastic. Mm-hmm. He never gives the same interview twice. Sometimes oh. he can be a little wacky. Um, <laughs> but that's I'm not going to lie. Right? It's yeah. it's great. It's great. So and, and for a publicist, I mean, there have been times that the man has dropped his pants as like a funny quim. <laughs> and when I say times, I mean numerous times. Um, easily to find it on on a Google search. Um, Done. But I'll be right he, back. <laughs> He does a really great job of just talking to the person that's interviewing him mm-hmm. and giving them something that's different and showing a little bit of, of who he is. And it's made him very endearing to, to press and to fans alike. They, yeah. they enjoy him. And, you know, he's no longer on NCIS this next mm-hmm. year. We just had his finale in I May, but he's going to be starring in Bowl. So I'm, I'm so happy for him because of you that. He just got burnt out. And was like, God, this is a long for time. For NCIS, I think, it, I mean, he was on for 13 years. Yeah, that's, that's a, a long, long time. time. And I think he was ready to um, kind actor. of have his own project. Yeah, and in actor land, like, God, a 13-year yeah. job is unheard of. But he was incredible because he there was lots of open communication. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, you know, the typical, like, contract war type of situation. Um, another person that I have that's really good is uh, is L. Cool J. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's phenomenal when it comes to yeah. I was to press and seems like he would be just so genuine and fun and kind. And he is, and if there's like a line of fans when we're filming that are wanting to take pictures oh. with him, he will. I mean, we're filming he's and a he'll find a way to take pictures, and he always says, you know, f- they m- may be like you know whatever number fan that I've taken a picture with, but what if I'm like. The, I'm the first celebrity they've taken a photo with. I want it to be a good experience for them. I want them to walk away happy. Mm-hmm. And he does a really good job of also inspiring people like within five seconds of meeting him. Now, is this a PR pitch or is this real? Me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, me? Oh, no, this is real. This is okay. just me talking. <laughs> I'm um, like, you can tell me if they're not really that way. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Um, I wouldn't bring up someone because I wouldn't uh, be able yeah, to fake it. I'd be like, uh, anyway, <laughs> I'd be like moving on. Next question. Um, and then. I love to hear that, though. That's great. Yeah, and then for my females, um, Danielle Rue is really great mm-hmm. from NCS Los Angeles. Yeah. She's also r- real. She's a mom. She's about to um, have her second a girl as Yay. well. Uh, and she's she's a lot of fun, too. And hopefully she can come on the show. I know I we talked about that a little bit. Hopefully. I know, I know she's, the, you guys have crazy schedules, but hopefully we can Well, and there, she's back tomorrow. They start oh, wow. filming tomorrow. So she's been was in Portugal and then on vacation. And so do now. you get a break too when everything slows this down? This year I didn't um, because I went straight from when we wrap finales. Like a week later, I ended up helping out on Survivor, and so I went out to Fiji and helped them oh, with press that's on location. So horrible! Your job was really tough. And the hardest part <laughs> of that is everyone's always like, "How was vacation?" I'm oh, like, well, I was work. I was working. I was basically like because when we go for Survivor, it's like half PR, half Cap Cancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're with we're with press, but we're also like orchestrating like okay meals will be at this time, travel will be at this time because we have to travel to locations yeah. every day. 
um, you know, this is what's going to happen. So I got to make sure I've got sunscreen and these meal, like, you know, medicines wow. with us and always be prepared and band-aids and. Hey, but you, do you typically have to leave? You don't have to go on, um, uh, leave LA very often though, right? I do. I do probably cause I have NCS New Orleans, which films in New Orleans. Oh yeah. And then I usually, I haven't gone to New York now, amazingly in two years cause of my youngest, but mm-hmm. I usually will go to New York at least once a year too. And how so is that I, leaving I the girls? Like, it's tough. Yeah. And it, it's tough when I'm working, when I'm gone, I, it's fine because I, when I'm working I'm like in it and I'm it's busy like, I'm focused on the job yeah um when I go home to the hotel at night like in a just go to bed by myself like there's part of me that's like oh my gosh I'm gonna get eight hours of sleep that's uninterrupted <laughs> um <Yeah>. there's <laughs> there's oh one part gosh, of it that sounds magical it's honestly the hardest part about being a, a parent I think is going to bed at night and knowing like I may or may not sleep through the night tonight because some human might need me in the middle of the night I know. um and that is tough like yeah. getting used to the fact that you just never know how long you'll be sleeping for in life so when you're on a business trip that is that is a nice side um but it's hard because there's a lot of prep before and then when I come back from a business trip there's always a ton more work for my other shows while I was gone yeah that I have to pick up but then I also really want to have that extra family time because I was away from them so it's finding that right balance Hmm. which is a struggle yeah and I think that's that's another unique perspective and and also one of the reasons why I'm so glad you're here is because you don't think about the moms who are in different aspects of um this industry so often as actors we're so focused on the celebrity moms your Chrissy Teigen's and you know Fergie and their ridiculous video did you see that video by the way yeah MILF (laughs) (laughs) I was like come on really <laughs> and part of me I was like I kind of want to like like it but it's also kind of creeps skeeves me out a little bit because I can't imagine some like 15 year olds in the car like milf money milf money, you know like <laughs> or like some old guy and I don't know it just gives me the skeevies a little bit but yeah we're all milfy right we're all sexy hot moms always always <laughs> um I just forgot what I was talking about I totally got distracted by the milf money stuff. <laughs> moms moms behind the scenes yeah moms behind the scenes so you forget sometimes that there's producers who are moms, there's publicists, there's mm-hmm. you know, there's parents in every aspect of this town, even though sometimes it may not feel the like The pumping it. was the worst. Like oh. that, now that I'm Did they not, have a, spe- a room for you? Uh, when I was in my office, but when I'm in oh. production, I'm usually on set at least a couple times a week. And so I'm sitting there on like a soundstage pumping in the bathroom. And, oh. and Cicely was the best because Danielle Rue has got kids, so she would always just open her trailer to me. Oh, um, that's nice. But like the Grammys I, this year, I missed Adele's performance because I was like two stories up in like a random bathroom pumping oh. and I remember just sitting there and I had friends texting me going I can't believe you're listening to Adele right now and I'm like no yeah. I'm actually uh can't even hear her in this bathroom so I'm missing it completely but see but that's that's the sacrifice that we make as moms yeah. like we have to miss Adele which is like really heartbreaking like that was totally <laughs> it was heartbreaking. I'm going to I'm so excited we're going to go to her concert we got tickets oh. um, to the LA show coming oh up in gosh. August so I'm super excited for that but it is it speaks very highly of you as a mom to be like, all right, Adele, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to miss you because I got to feed my baby or well, I got to pump the milk. Did you have to pump and dump probably or did you have a... No, I... Um, because this one had allergies and we uh, because I decided, okay, I'll be dedicated and do a year, I had to do that year. Yeah. Um, and so I had to carry like a cooler with me and a uh, pump with me everywhere I went. So that wow. went with me on business trips. That went with... I mean, it... I was so excited. I almost went it's, office space on my breast pump when I finished because right. I was like, I never want to see this I never machine see ever again. again. I mean, I made it to a year. I was proud, but yeah. And that's, so that was my goal too. When I had Chan, I set a year. I know some of my friends uh, were like, I'm going to go to live four. And I'm like, good for you. That's weird, but good for you. I could have gone longer if I didn't have to pump. It's the pumping that was terrible. And like the, yeah. like, Ooh, we've got a five, four business meetings scheduled back to back. Okay. I'm going to be in pain stuck. for two of those. Yeah. It's because, <laughs> you're stuck uh, you're stuck like sitting down I mean yeah you could do like your emails and stuff like that but also then you know your boobs start to swell and you start leaking after a while and yeah there's so many fun things that come along with being a breastfeeding mom um but I think that's great I think it's great that you put a priority on that and you were like this is what I'm gonna do for my baby yeah and you found a way to make it work yeah and now I try to help people because it's really in- easy in this industry to just be like, it's just so hard. It's so impossible. And so now I really, and then try they to, just give up and they give up. And I'm like, you know, I, I was that way kind of with my first, um, mm-hmm. 
I had to go for upfronts uh, when she was six months old, and that slowed everything down. And then you know I started supplementing. And then by nine months, I just didn't have anything left because I kind of let myself not have anything left because yeah. I was like, oh, it's because I'm working and the work is so crazy. But with this one, I like for, I had I was stuck. I had no option, and mm-hmm. so. Um, now I really try to help people, like give them certain tips to help get them That's through. That's great. I love that you do that because, yeah, I'm in an actors group online and there's lots of posts uh, where moms will go, I've got to, I booked this job on set and how do I ask the production team for a place to pump? Or how do I approach them about, you know, finding a place to go and pump for a little bit or feed my kid or whatever? And I'm, it's a, it's a, it's a conversation I'm glad we're finally having mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. and more moms are coming out and being not being afraid to ask. Yeah. And I, I think the one thing that we forget as moms is that it's something like what 70% of people have children. Yeah. And so there's you're more in the norm than you realize. Mm-hmm. And you'd be amazed. Even a lot of the guys are so supportive of like, Oh sure. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um, and it's just hard to ask that question. It is. And to, to find that space. But traditionally people will help you yeah um, what's funny is that 30 percent seems very vocal in la very like very vocal like ooh, kids like we've been out to restaurants before where people will get up and move away from us if they see we bring our our toddler our little you know when she was a baby we actually had a couple physically get up and move away from us they're like we don't want to be seated by children i'm like she's asleep she's not even oh my gosh. doing anything she's literally just sitting here and we are human people. We needed to get out of our house. Exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, uh, but yeah, no, people get really like offended. Like, how dare you shove your child in my face? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> it's a really odd. So weird. Um, when do you think Heather and Mark are going to have kids? <laughs> <laughs> Heather's going to love this. I only say that because I know right now she's probably screaming. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> she's like how dare you katie and i have a really good friend named heather and uh she just got engaged Woo-hoo. to her boyfriend mark um they've been living in sin long enough it's about time he made an honest <laughs> woman out of her um but i'm so excited for them are you excited i'm very excited i i hope soon i hope soon i think they'd be great parents she she's told, so good she told me like they she's like um we're gonna do a fall wedding maybe next year and i was like what no pressure but what you're going to be engaged for a year and a she half? told me last night that they're now thinking that's too long, so maybe spring next year. I might have been my pressure. <laughs> it might have been because <laughs> like, I was like, forever. Uh, you're going to be 40. Maybe you should. And she's like, I'm not going to be We now. should just take over planning. Let's just get all of I it know, and start planning it. at ourselves. I would do it. I don't think she would. I don't think she would mind. <laughs> I also got married really young, so I'm like, man, I would. How totally old were you? I was 25. Me too. Oh, see, when's so, your anniversary? Uh, July 31st. Okay, so I'll be. It'll be uh, 15 years. No, oh. how old are you? You're probably younger than. You're I a lot am younger than me. 36. Okay, so you're a lot younger than me. So it'll be 11 years this July. Um, we just celebrated 15 years. Wow. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> It's happening. We've been together for 18 years. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we were together for five before we got married. Wow. So about about the same. Yeah, 16 16 years. So I I come like oh I would have done things so differently. Oh I'll help you plan. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I've got some suggestions. Um, she showed me her colors the other day, and I was like I approve. Yes, me too. <laughs> Did me you see too. them? Yes. Were you like these are fine? These are so fun. <laughs> um, I love it though. Heather, we're excited for you. I know she's listening right now. She also tried to tell me when Katie comes on, you should ask her about this, this, and this. And I was like, bitch, don't tell me what questions to ask. <laughs> I have, I've been reporter for years and I've been doing like a hundred of these podcasts. And she was like, I just want to help. She's so funny. Heather and I, um, we, so we both moved down to LA. Mm-hmm. I, I moved a couple months before, but I'm the one who got our apartment. Yeah. And it was my now husband, but then boyfriend and Heather and I in a two bedroom place. Cause oh it's like, God. We had no money coming from Washington. Mm-hmm. We'd gone from our school. Our rent was two fifty a month, mm-hmm. um, God, and, and then we get down here. We're like, <gasps> oh my gosh, like this is so expensive. So expensive. Um, two fifty a month. God, those were the good old days. So good, so nice. Everyone uh, stay in college as long college. as you can, especially small town college. Like that's oh. just fantastic. Yeah, I think ours was like three hundred, and oh. I split it with another girl, and we had a great. apartment right across the street from campus it was perfect so perfect and nice and big and then you get down here and you're like oh gosh i know cockroaches (laughs) but we used to laugh so hard because there were so many events that we both 
worked at but had such different experiences like the first year we both worked the Emmys but I was working the Emmys as a special events publicist and she was working the Emmys as a cater waiter mm-hmm. and so we'd come home around the same time at night and she's like oh my gosh that was just the worst <laughs> night of my life I'm covered in food they made us walk like 12 blocks in a scary neighborhood and she's like how was your night I'm like oh you don't you don't want to know <laughs> <laughs> You were like, yeah, mine was bad. Mine was awesome. So we used to joke about writing our own like series based on like these two girls that came from Washington and had such different experiences. You guys should. Is that something you ever want to do? Do you ever want to write anything or get into that? I mean, if you're reading all these scripts, so many ideas in my head. Yeah, and I I love reading scripts. Um, I can imagine that that would probably, especially if you were a theater major and like had that kind of in mm -hmm. your system, that would kind of spark some creativity a little bit. Yeah, I could see that. You know, when I. Don't have two children on each leg. And a full-time job. And a full-time babysitting job. actors. Oh, my God. Um, but I, I, I could see that down the line for sure. I still feel I have another career ahead of me. It's probably in publicity of some form, but mm-hmm. I don't know what what uh, type of company. Um, I don't know. I just, I just know there's another one in me as well. Isn't that interesting? Because I feel like I'm at the verge now. And honestly, this podcast has been a huge impetus in this. I'm on the verge now of going... I need to do something else maybe to help um, maybe not necessarily help my career along, but find another way to make money or find another way to get my creative side on, whether it's in writing or, you know, some other something else. I don't know what it is, but I'm feeling like going out and auditioning for these one and two line parts every week and then not getting them or, you know, whatever. It's frustrating. It starts to wear on your soul after a while and you start going, fuck, do I want to be 60 years old and still hoping I get a two-line part, you know? So it's it, – it props to those actors who can do that. But for me, I'm at the point where I'm like, there's got to be something more in this business. Yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out what that is. And I think it's that age, too. Yeah. Um, my husband is uh, is 41, and he was a teacher. And he's leaving teaching this year. He's going to actually stay home with our kids, which is – I'm like, oh, I don't have to do drop-off in the morning because we don't have a nanny. We somehow do this with daycare. That's amazing. Um, and I'm so excited. But he's he's hoping to get into, like, voiceover work and mm-hmm. um, and audiobook narration. But he's Great. he also is looking for a new creative outlet just because he feels like he's like, he just got to be more. Yeah. got to be – and he was a theater major. Yeah. Um, so he's looking for something something different as well. I totally understand that. I feel you, Sean. <laughs> um, okay, so I think, and I know, oh, I think, oh my God, I'm losing my mind. I started to say, I think you're on Twitter, but I know you're on Twitter. Yes. I just realized today, though, I was like, I'm not following her on the Twitter, ah. but I've corrected that situation. Thank Where goodness. can people find you so they can keep up to date with all of the things you're promoting? And, um, and at Katie Barker PR is my Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, I just recently switched the name. Okay, you did. <laughs> yeah, I you know I signed up for Twitter. I don't even know when. So long ago when it was first, because uh, as PR as publicists, we try to get into things as quickly as possible that people are talking about. Yeah, and are you on Periscope? I'm not. Are on you Periscope. doing Facebook Live? Those are the uh, But I do Facebook Live, but I don't do it myself. I do it like I'll do it for my show handles. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on Snapchat, but I have never felt so old in my entire life. Oh my God, me too. Um, I'm, I have people who are Snapchatting like a hundred times a day, and I'm I like, just, I just feel like I'm talking to myself. I mean, you know, it's fun, but at the same time, it makes me feel really old. Yeah, I go and play with like the filters sometimes. Yeah, that's but I've like, I think I've maybe posted like three things. Like I just don't even know. Really Channing loves anyway. the filters. She'll oh, call the f- it faces, and she loves to do it. So, so does my does my three and a half year old. I mean, Ugh. like that is that honestly is just that should probably for. be very telling. <laughs> Right there, that it's like the little little kids love it, and then grown ass adults are like doing it like, all the what time. What am I doing? What's what happening? What am I doing here? with what my just, time? What, what just happened? <laughs> uh, just even the fact that you have to like hold the screen to even get the filters. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I was swiping it over and over again. Like, where are where the are filters? They? What's yeah. happening? Yeah. Um, but so Twitter is one that I have my largest audience on, mm-hmm. just because I got into it early, and so I, I originally it was K Barker tweets and. Uh, because I was like, I don't know what this is. And then as I did it longer, I was like, well, now there's all these other social media things. So I shouldn't be tweets. I should be something more like, generic. So yeah. Switched it to Katie Barker PR. And that's where you go and you promote all the shows and all that things your actors are yeah. doing. And- For Twitter, I try to keep it kind of mostly professional. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm doing a lot of like my, you know, if I have breaking news that we're releasing, if I got behind the scenes photos, I'll drop it on there. 
Instagram is like a mix of both. Um, I'll do stuff for work, and then I also have like my girls on there mm-hmm. um, as well. And then Facebook tends to just be just personal. Do you like, find that you kind of keep your girls a little uh, more? You know, so funny. I used to, and we actually we had a. Um, we had a stalker that was like attacking the CBS publicist for a little while. A Are you years serious? Ago, and it was kind of scary. Yeah. And that was the first time that I ever was like, cause they were, sh- the person was using our names. Um, and for some while got fixated on me and I honestly got totally freaked out cause I'd posted well, so many yeah. photos of my daughter on there. And then I kind of came full circle and was like, sad to say if someone really wanted to find a picture of my daughter it's not that hard because it's not like i it's, unless you have a rule where you're not going to post any, anything yeah then they're going to be able to find it so i just kind of gave in a little bit um mm-hmm. and i still kind of post photos i i, I don't have my geo filter on um, yeah i make chris turn that off because he'll be like we're at this park with this and yeah. i'm like stop doing that that's so dangerous yeah i turned my geo filter off because i figured that was kind of one way i yeah. mean obviously i'm at a lot of events where i'm like come see us tonight at paley fest or like whatever it yeah, is that yeah. we're going to so i do promote my events in there but i just don't want to accidentally like put my home address on there right totally um but again i mean people who are smart on they don't have, they can find out whatever they want yeah. to. Oh, um, so terrifying. And so it's, it is like a fear and it's a little scary, but it's the world that we live in. We just have to teach our children to be it's a little the bit downside more cautious. Of social media. It's definitely the downside of social media. But actors should still be on it. Everybody still be should on still it. be working it, like finding their brand, yeah. finding out, you know, like they're not fans. I feel so douchey saying fans, but like followers and Fo- people yeah. want to engage. And also just creating like that little glimpse of who you are like whenever we get a new cast the first thing i do is look at all their social and kind of figure out like oh i'm seeing someone they're hiking and surfing oh i should totally pitch like an outdoorsy thing for them so before i've even talked to them i have like an idea of things that i want to like pitch for them like oh i you know i've talked to outdoor magazine and i think we should do something about like surfing on your on your breaks from set um that's so cool so you it's so cool you think of things in terms of like how can i promote this yeah and i also even ask my like i you know read read blogs read websites read um newspapers and have your favorites because i usually will ask my actors like is there what do you like to read where are you going to get information because that's where i'll try to get them covered first yeah because then they're more comfortable with those outlets and Hmm. it's something that they're passionate behind because they're reading it and they think it's a value um and so it's a nice kind of way to start that relationship with them yeah i'm you've given me so much to think about (laughs) and i know i'm probably gonna have like a thousand more questions once we once we stop we could do we could do follow-up oh yeah we'll do part two we'll do off mic (laughs) follow-up um but really thank you so much for coming by and taking the time to be on my show i appreciate it thank you for having me this was a lot of fun everybody if you get a chance go to uh twitter follow me at mih podcast and also make sure you go and click like on my facebook page motherhood in hollywood and you can follow me on instagram of course also at motherhood in hollywood i hope you guys are having an amazing week remember i'm not a perfect mom but i can play one on tv bye balls.